The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Stokes, man. Um, ben, guys, good morning. What's going on? Good morning. It's, it's, it's Knoxville, Stokes. It is Rocky Top, Stokes. There is never, and I mean never, a dull moment. There's always stuff to talk about. There's always things always. going on in the world of sports. Always. It's never boring. Guys, is it okay that we have a conversation today? I think it's necessary. I mean... I, we like we we have talked, we have chit chatted, but is it okay if we have a conversation today? Let's have a conversation. Let's do it. You know, listen, Tennessee basketball. They play tomorrow. They play LSU. That's going to be a big game. But we know what drives the conversations in Knoxville. We know what people care about. First and foremost, when it comes to Tennessee athletics, that is Tennessee football. We need to have a conversation. Let's have a healthy conversation. I should have reiterated that. Or should have clarified that. Healthy. Healthy conversation. Let's have a healthy conversation. Ben, are you ready? Yep. All right, let's do it. You already know what we're talking about. We are talking about the decommitment of Isaiah Nayor. And the commitment of Isaiah Nayor to Texas. Not only did he commit to Texas, but he signed to Texas. And Stokes, what is yes. one of the best attributes of Tennessee and Tennessee fans? Give give us give, give me your opinion of our best attribute, our our superpower, if we were superheroes, what is what is our best attribute? As Tennessee fans? Yeah, yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee fans, yeah. Um, the the passion probably. The fact that, that fans will stick with the team through thick and thin and, and we may eat each other a little bit, but but we protect the program. Um we we, we, we protect our players. Um no one gets to talk crap about Tennessee except for Tennessee fans. That's that's it. Uh, the very loyal, very loyal fan base, very passionate fan base. They travel well. Uh, they're going to let you know their opinion. Um, they're going to let you. They're, they're going to love on you hard, and they're going they're going to hate on you hard. <laughs> There's no gray area. Yeah, I was in Nashville, man, in Nashville, the Mew City Bowl, the Mew City Bowl. I mean, it's it's. It's a bowl that has been in existence for for years and years and years. It's not one of these new pop up bowls that is you know was played in the Bahamas or you know New Mexico something like that. It's a pretty established bowl, and they broke an attendance record. Why? Because Tennessee fans mainly. Yep. So there's no doubt that we have superpowers that work for us. Don't no doubt about it at all. Uh, I think our greatest gift is our greatest curse. That same passion that we use in having an advantage, it's the same passion 
that we have that gets us in trouble. Now, I want to put that to the side. Let's talk about Isaiah Nayor. This young man hit the portal for Wyoming after having a great redshirt freshman year. He has the body type. He'll be a pro player. Really, really good. Ben, I remember the initial reports, the initial reports when he hit the portal about where he could go, where a lot of the recruiting experts expected him to look. Do you remember what some of those schools that was mentioned? Do you remember some of those schools that were mentioned? Yeah, just simply the Texas schools. Texas schools. That would be Texas, Texas A&M, Baylor. Why is that? Because he's from Texas. Because he's from Texas. He's from Arlington, Texas, which is Dallas, Texas. Tennessee threw their shot. Tennessee contacted him. Tennessee reached out. Tennessee shot their shot. And Tennessee got the commitment of Isaiah Nayor. Stokes, Ben, give me your reaction, your initial reaction when you saw that Isaiah Nayor had committed before taking a visit. Uh, surprised. Um, did, for one, didn't really know who he was. So I had to do a little... A little digging, found out very, very, very capable, talented receiver. Um, very happy that uh, he had committed. Mm-hmm. Um, surprised he committed without coming on a visit, uh, uh, but I was just going to roll with it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes good things happen. Stokes, um, do you remember the last player to come on a visit, excuse me, to, to commit and sign without coming on a visit? Do you do you remember the last person? Uh, there may have been another one, you know, since this one, but the one that pops into my mind is didn't Bryce Brown do that? Oh, you win a brand new car, Stokes. Christian Good. Charles committed and signed without visiting. Hey, good for Christian Charles, man. He is a VFL. He deserves to play more. That's a good one right there. Yep. No one talked about that one a lot. <clears throat> But the Bryce Brown one, yo, the Bryce Brown one, it made people kind of snatch their head around. Like, whoa, wait a minute. Did he take a visit? Wait, hold on. Hold on now. So he know he, he wants to play his four years of Tennessee <clears throat> without ever coming on a visit. Oh, that's that's peculiar. Hmm, okay. Ben, what was your reaction when Isaiah Nayor? Same as Stokes. Very surprised. Dude. Not not necessarily that he picked Tennessee, but that he just made the decision when he did with, without taking many visits. I was surprised, too. I think most people were surprised. I think, I think we all were surprised. Because that's, that's, that's abnormal. We don't usually see that. Now... We saw Jamal Mayshack do that in basketball, but I mean, he's in California in the middle of COVID. You kind of understand that a little bit. But COVID is different now than it was, you know, a year ago. 
he was going to take visits. That was something that was that was that he said initially. He was going to take visits. So I asked y'all that to say this. Our biggest strength as a fan base is our passion. It's also one of our biggest weaknesses. There's this narrative right now that we're we're not doing anything with the NIL. There's this narrative that's that's been created and it's been <clears throat> disseminated way more than it should because people actually think it's the truth. You got other radio shows that are pumping this out and they think it's the truth. But if they knew more, if they had the inside information like many of us claim that we do, they would not be doing this if they knew what was going on. But they don't. I'm telling you today, I'm going to lay it out for you. I'm not going to do it on Twitter. I'm not going to get on there and try to explain everything in 280 characters so someone can take it out of context and mess up the whole thing. I'm not going to do it. We're going to talk about it in detail. We're going to lay it out this morning. And if you listen and you continue to share inaccurate information, then that's on you. If you want to get yourself upset and mad and riled up, and then that's on you. You just want to be mad. <laughs> like, like you're just choosing violence. You're just choosing to be mad. Because you're letting the like you're believing folks that just don't know what they're talking about. And at some point, I think we gotta we gotta look in the mirror and go, "Are we really helping the situation with with the the panic, freak out, skies falling every time something happens?" Because I'm gonna tell you right now, there's some stuff down the road that might happen. It's going to make you probably freak out more than, than this. And this is not even worth freaking out about. So Isaiah Nayor initially said that he wanted to stay close to home. He said he wanted to stay close to home. Last time I checked, if a kid says he wants to do something, that is a high priority for him. He gets on the phone with Tennessee. He's talking to coaches. He's talking to people around Tennessee. Without a visit, this young man commits to Tennessee. Now, what does that tell you? Let's just use our brains here a little bit, guys. Like, what does that tell you? Young man said he wants to stay home. He, he committed before taking a visit, and he committed to a school that's 12 and a half hours away. What do you think made him want to commit to Tennessee? Tennessee was very <laughs> convincing. Very <laughs> convincing. <laughs> he, he, was, it, was it the mountains? The Smoky Mountains? That's all it was, It man. had to be. The Smoky Mountains and some dead-end barbecue. That's it all it took. It had to be. No. Sillies? It was the NIL. It was the NIL. That was so great. The setup was so great for him. 
This is why he committed without a visit. You pulled a player that was that's from Texas who said all along he wanted to be close to home. You pulled him, he committed, and then in the interview, after commitment, after after the commitment, he tried to list other reasons, like the offense. <laughs> he talked to he he talked to the receiver coach. He looked. He did research on the fan base. <laughs> Come on, man. He did research on the fan base, really? The NIL, the NIL deal was good, guys. And it's okay to say it because it's legal. Like, the, you can do NILs. Like, the NIL deal was good. So, if the NIL deal is so bad and we're not doing anything, how the hell do you get a kid to commit without taking a visit? He wanted to be the next Cedric Tillman Swain. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he saw, he he looked at the highlights. It, it was a great fit in the offense. Oh yeah, that's right. That's it. That was the number one reason, right? He watched the Music City Bowl. He did research on Music City Bowl. That's right. He is bad at those refs. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man! If you just stop and think about it, it's like whoa, dude committed without taking a visit. NIL deal had nothing to do with Isaiah Nayor picking Texas. Nothing. Texas didn't come with a bigger offer or crush Tennessee. Or From the get-go, he wanted to be at home. Texas came into the picture, which was the fear the entire time. No one was really afraid, about, afraid of Ole Miss because Ole Miss couldn't do what Tennessee could do. Ole Miss doesn't have a Spire sports group. Ole Miss doesn't have the boosters like Tennessee. And then there's this narrative that like. And it's in Oxford, Mississippi. It's in, it's in Oxford, Mississippi. <laughs> so, when's the last time you've been to Oxford, man? Uh, never. When's, when's the next time you going? Never. <laughs> ben, when's the last time you've been to Oxford? You know, you like, you like traveling to the SEC schools. You've been to Oxford before? Yes, I went to the 2014 Tennessee Ole Miss game. Did you go to the uh, Botanical Gardens? <laughs> In Huntsville, yes. <laughs> In Oxford? No. Where'd you go, man? Besides- I, I was I was afraid that I may see a cape there if, if I go to that Botanical oh, he, Gardens. He ain't got nothing to worry about. They might try to recruit you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, like, I hadn't, we had nothing to worry about with him taking a visit to Ole, Ole Miss. Now, Texas is a different ball game. And yesterday I said, Texas ought to be ashamed of themselves. And I would question their ability to recruit in the SEC if they didn't get Isaiah Nayor. And I had no clue that he was about to pick Texas. I really didn't. I had no idea. I just make a general statement about when you have a player from your state and you really want him, really want him, you can make it happen, i.e. Trey Smith. Trey Smith had no business being the number one player in the country when he grew up like in Alabama. It's Bama, Ohio State, Tennessee. He had no business picking Tennessee, guys. No number one player in the country don't pick Tennessee out of those three. I'm sorry. Well, it was just like when, when Cade entered the transfer portal a couple of years ago, if NIL was a thing then and Tennessee – was unable to bring Cade to Knoxville when he was in the portal 
what would that say about Tennessee from a recruiting standpoint is, is the point that you were making. Like if, if Tennessee can't get Cade, who is from Knoxville, NIL is a real thing now. What does that say about Tennessee and how they are going to recruit long-term? Probably a bad indictment. There's this narrative, man, that like, and, and I'm one of them. I'm like, I'm one of them. So like, um, I don't want to make it seem like we over here big balling, but like I see more comments from non-millionaires telling millionaires what they should be doing about their with their money. <laughs> right, bro. I'm sitting here like, are you kidding me? We got non-millionaires. I'm one of those robbing Peter to pay Paul. We got. We got folks over here trying to t- tell millionaires, Tennessee boosters, what to do with their money. And they don't even know that those boosters and donors are helping. Guys, we got, and I'm going to say this real slow. We have prominent former players. I'll say the first word again. Prominent former players here at Tennessee involved in helping with NIL. I'll let you guys put two two together. NIL is not going to be a problem. What is a problem is you don't have spots like that. The NIL plus the transfer portal is a cesspool. It really is. To lay out both at the same time for the first time, guys, it's it's rough. You have the unregulated NIL with the new transfer portal, and there's thousands, there's over a thousand kids in the portal. And it don't matter if you are on a championship team or not. We've seen multiple players from Georgia go, get in there. We've seen multiple players from Alabama getting there. We've seen players on sorry teams. We've seen players on good teams. We've seen players on average teams. Players are going into the portal. And here's what you're seeing. That's really going to make your stomach hurt. You got players getting into the portal just to see how much money they can get in NIL money from other schools. That's the part that's that's disgusting to me and not not disgusting i don't think that's the right word but i think that's something that needs to be i don't know handled in some way like it, it either have all out free agency or or regulate it somehow here's the crazy thing stokes ben you are a young man you have this four or five year window where you can hop into the portal after make, having, having a good year, just like Isaiah Nayor or whoever. And it's really the only time in life that you can have multiple teams call you and offer you great NIL deals. Because once your eligibility is over, you ain't getting no phone calls anymore. This is the only time you have this type of leverage. So, although we may not like it, we understand. 
And I'll tell you right now, I won't speak for you two, but I would probably do the same thing. If I'm in a school, I know I have plenty of value. I've made some plays. You throw your name in the portal, then you see who all throws out the offers. I take that back. I probably wouldn't do that because I probably wouldn't need to jump into the portal because I would have taken care of my business on and off the football field to where I would have gotten my bag and not have the guy have not had to get into the portal to try to get other suitors. I probably wouldn't do that to be honest. But that's also what's going on too. Keep your eyes open. Keep your head on the swivel. It's easy to see. But like this, this meltdown outrage, it it ain't worth it with Isaiah Nayor. Mm-mm. And it's misguided and it's based on bad info. Yeah, based on falsehoods. Yeah, like guys, the young man wanted to be closer to home. His family wanted to be able to come to the games. He's an hour away from home at Texas. He's an hour away. We had two receivers catch 70 balls. That's way more attractive than what Texas had going on last year. We understand that. But not everyone makes the decisions for what we think are the most important. That man's family can travel an hour. It is 12 and a half hours from Arlington, Texas to Knoxville. He committed without taking a visit, guys. (laughs) Like, you had a kid from Texas that grew up in Texas, and I've shared this with many people many times on this program about how, how it goes in Texas. You grow up, it is Longhorn or Aggies most of the time. It's hard to pull kids from Texas. It's hard. And that kid wanted to be home. And, and it would be doubly hard for a kid like that because he left, went so, you know, he left Texas for a year and then said, I want to be closer to home. He, he wants to be that, close to home. Exactly. Simply put, Tennessee did not lose out on Isaiah Naor because of NIL opportunities. Pretty simple, Ben. I like simple. Yep. That was simple. That was simple. It was not NIL. Isaiah Naor had a great, great deal. Yes. You had Texas recruiting reporters, the, the Austin prices of the Texas Longhorns, saying that Tennessee was outbidding everybody else. Tennessee did not lose out on Isaiah Neor because of NIL. That, that's not why he's not going to be evolved. He's not going to be evolved because he wants to be close to home. This, this is what some people want. They want details on how much money we got in NIL. They want details on what players are getting. Like, God. This is what the great LeVar Ball said. Stay in your lane. Like sometimes you ain't got to be so damn nosy. Don't have to know the details. It's best that the details are not out publicly. 
do we realize we still dealing with the NCAA? <laughs> did, did folks forget about that? Yes. I know how you feel about the NCAA. It's how I feel about the NCAA. There's rules about parking in the parking lot that I don't like, but I, I obey them. When I go to the grocery store, I would rather park right at the front door. That nice yellow paint on, on the sidewalk. I like parking right there. Why can't I park right there? Why not? Because you ain't supposed to. You're supposed to park in a, in a spot without the handicap. I feel like if no one's using a handicap, I should be able to use it. It's going to waste. But you can't do that either. Don't like the NCAA, but you have to oblige right now. In Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt, the man got caught red-handed, guys. Red-handed. Like, there's no, well, no, you, you, you ain't seen me. No, you don't know that. There's no, like, trying to lie yourself out of it. When you call red-handed, you call red-handed. When, 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 when mama's baking cookies, and there's a dozen, and she come back home, and there's eight, and she says, where's the cookies? And no one has been at the house except for you, and you got crumbs on your mouth. You can't say you didn't do it. Well, my mom just knows that it was me. <laughs> yeah, of course, right? It's like the devil egg. Devil eggs, you'd be sneaking, right? Uh-huh. Thanksgiving. Yep. Can't even, you can't even keep devil eggs around Ben. Nope. <laughs> so, like, you know, we don't like the NCAA, but here's the truth. Pruitt got caught with cooked crumbs on, on, over his mouth. On his mouth. It's the reason why everybody got fired. It's the reason why everybody got fired. Tennessee... told the NCAA by their actions, hey, this is what we're going to do. We know that times are changing. This is what we're going to do. We ain't doing the bowl, babe. We ain't doing that. We're not penalizing our own players who did not have anything to do with it. We're playing in this bowl game. Now, the result is the result. But we played in the bowl game. So this narrative that, oh, man, Tennessee is coward to the NCAA, yeah, we played in the bowl game. But the fact is, you got caught red-handed, so you got to do something other than just fire everybody. The something is doing a little reduction of scholarships. The something is limiting a little bit of your eval time on the road. Nothing major, nothing that you can't overcome. But Tennessee already played a season operating in the 70s with the scholarships. And as soon as the spring is over, Tennessee will be able to get back into the hunt and add players to this roster. But right now, we can't do that because we're serving our last little bit of time. We're like in a halfway house. Everybody got family that's done some time, right? It feels like we're on house arrest. And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my family. But everybody got somebody that does the little, the little time. So the last little bit of time, you serve it in a halfway house. Well, that's where we are right now. And we in a halfway house. This is the last stretch. Got a couple more months. And then you will have satisfied what you told the NCAA that you were going to do. 
That's man, that's a baller move. You get you get caught doing something you weren't supposed to do, and then you tell the people who are penalizing you what you going to do to yourself, and that's it. <laughs> that's pretty good, man. I wish I was able to do that growing up. When I got in trouble in middle school, I said, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to give myself about five minutes in timeout, and I'm still going to go to PE and recess and, and have a good time. I'm not going to suspend myself, nor am I going to paddle myself. That's what Tennessee did. So, you can't take five, six, seven dudes from the portal like you see South Carolina or some of these other schools because we're not in that position. Don't let FOMO get to you, the fear of missing out. We ain't missing out. Tennessee in Hypo's first season. What did they do after spring in the, in the transfer portal, Ben? Stokes? What did they go do? They went to go get some players to help them this year. Added transfers. They added transfers. So they already proved that they can do that. But narratives get created. The sky's falling. The asteroid is coming because things are made up. Sometimes you don't need this stuff written on the wall for us to know every single move of the plan that Tennessee football is trying to execute. Because you know why? Mm -hmm. You have opponents. You have teams you're recruiting against. And you don't want them to know what you're doing. No, Swain. Josh Heupel should sit there in a press conference and lay out his plan step by step. And I'm like And I'm, allow us to verbally grade him on how he's doing. <laughs> like, I'm over here tippy toeing, y'all. Y'all remember the movie, I think it was Bad Boys 2, when they hit the and they hit the uh the, the the island or the no, it was the beach. It was the beach. That was the movie where Gabrielle Union was in. And because uh, mm-hmm. she was Martin Lawrence's sister and Will Smith yeah. was was getting jiggy with it. And remember they 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 get on the the beach and there's like landmines, landmines when they get to Mexico. I think that's what it was. Was it uh Cuba? It was Cuba. It was Cuba. And they were trying to be careful not to step on landmines. Guys, I'm over here like tippy toeing, trying to give you some information without being too detailed. I really am. Isaiah Nayor did not pick Texas because our our NIL game is terrible. Man, I wish I was coming out right now and gotten that deal Isaiah Nayor was about to get. Woo! Woo! Might retire. I'm good. I don't want to play football anymore. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. <laughs> we've uh, we've got Justin in Florida. Justin in Florida. Good morning. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Very good. How are you? I'm doing real well. Um, I think this particular show needs to be a prerequisite for all Tennessee fans. They have to listen to it just to get the information you guys are covering today because I think it's very important. I think it would help with a little bit of the hysteria on social media as to what's going on. If you guys would just indulge me for a second here i I, there's some things that i think people are kind of overlooking um you know swain you mentioned it our nil game is very strong now is that to say we're going to be the number one program in nil nope nope will we be top seven top eight 
Yeah, I think so. I, would you agree? Yep. Not beating out old money. Nope. Nope. And, and unfortunately, that's just a sad reality. Now, what makes it tough is that this is the SEC. If we're in the top seven or eight, you're probably going to have maybe four, five other teams from the SEC that are spending the same amount as you or even more than you. It's it's life in you know the big uh, the big city, as they say. So I think everyone just needs to wrap their head around. I mean, this is a financial arms race. Tennessee is doing their part. From what I understand, Spire has been great so far. They've got a vision. You uh, you had the guy uh, the guy on your show. You know he covered some of that. I think it's really important to also note this group has done a very good job of getting to some of the big donors. And, I mean, getting donors to just hand over money, like big money, without them having a say in where it's going is very hard. And that's been a problem, I think, for Tennessee in the past. Oh, you're going to cash my multi-million dollar check? Well, here's what I want you to do with it. Right now, because of what they've seen on the football field, what they've seen out of this administration, they're saying, hey, we're willing to stick our money in a pool and it can be used how, the, how it best suits the program. Number one, I think that's very strong. Number two, okay, as far as making stuff public, <laughs> I don't think what? I'm just laughing. Why are you laughing? Well, no. As far as no, as far as making deals public, that's a that's a tricky thing, because in any negotiation, as soon as you make it public, your competitors now know what they got to come in and beat. Mm-hmm. Why would you want that info out there? I don't understand why so many people are going crazy right now. Going, well, we need to know the details. No, you don't. <laughs> nope. No, nobody needs to know the details. You are only, and what's worse is, and you brought it up with players hitting the portal, you might be bidding against yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Do you realize the second you make public that some kid on the team is getting this, you don't think you're going to have 15 other kids in the office going, well, I'm just as good as him. I need the same deal. Bingo. Bingo. That's that's insanity to me. And, and yeah, these guys talk. These guys are probably going to know. But the second you make it public, I, I just think you're you're inviting competition. You're inviting you know players on your own team to you know try and get more. Um, next thing I, I got to cover, and this is something everyone's got to understand. This, please, 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 please hear this. Uh, actually, Ben, I'll ask you a question. Yes, sir. When does when does a, the I guess clock start for a player for the football team, meaning what time of year does the new year start? Uh, for a current football player? Yeah, so a football player. As when soon is as, the new year? As soon as the spring the, the, semester ends? Correct. So right now, if we were to bring in guys, when are they going to count? Next year or this year? This past year? This year. Over over, over the limit. Right. You're over the limit. Got a question for you guys. How many players did Bama lose? A lot. uh, 
I think the last number I saw was nine. Yeah. Georgia lost eight. Yep. Have they taken in eight or nine right now? Nope. They they Why? neither one has not brought in as many as they have lost. I think that's the explanation as to why there's so many guys in the portal. Personally, if I was a kid, I think you're absolute idiot for hitting the portal right now. Because Kansas and Swain, you might know the answer to this better than I do. Once you hit the portal, can't the school rescind your scholarship? Those those benefits you you're, you're, you are getting or uh, were getting based on your scholarship, they can be they can be cut off once you hit the portal. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So most likely, you're also not going to be working out with the team. So you hit the portal, and you don't have an immediate landing spot to go. And am I correct in assuming that you're probably not like practicing and playing spring ball? Yes, uh, un- unless. It's a situation where the the coach at the school you're transferring from wants to try to talk you out of leaving and talks you into practicing with the team. Like, Kovarish Crouch was on the verge, and Henry T. was on the verge of, of practicing with the team last spring, and and then they officially decided to, to move on to their next venture. But but they were on the verge of, of practicing last spring despite being in the portal. And they're different because they are actually really good. Yes. <laughs> I mean, right. the Caleb and, Williams of the world, they're going to be okay. That That's somebody that the coaches would want to stick around and work out with the team and, and practice with the team in hopes of talking them out of leaving. Okay. So, if I understand that correctly, the guys that are in the portal right now, there's a good chance that they may not be working. I think kids are crazy for entering the portal now. I think the safest thing for them to do would be stay with their current team, go through the spring, at least you're working out, at least you're popping pads, at least you're lifting with the team, catching balls, you know, doing agility drills. And then maybe around May, you might see kids hit the board. If I was a kid, that's what I would do. Because if not, you've got to work out on your own. You've got to, you know, find ways to stay in football shape through the spring and then make make the move. Everyone keeps talking there's a 1,000 kids in the portal. I think the reason that 1,000 kids haven't found new homes isn't because, you know, there aren't options. It's because there's not a 1,000 spots that teams are able to take players in. So most of the – I mean, Tennessee was in a unique position this past year because they didn't have a lot of – uh, uh, they didn't have it, the full 85. They had, um, because of guys you know transferring out and everything, they actually played with a lower number. I don't even know what that number is. You mean Tennessee? But, yeah, Tennessee. Uh, low 70s. Okay, so, so low 70s. Mm-hmm. All right? So if they practiced with low 70s, I mean, doesn't it kind of – kind of go in line with, you know, maybe it'd be smart of Tennessee if they were to self-impose something is just be patient, ride out the spring with what you got and say, yep, hey, we took we took our lumps and now you're starting the slate clean in June. I think that'd be pretty smart. Yep. And it probably would line up with some of the facts that you just mentioned, Swain, and that's what made me think about it. So if, you know, 
it, fans got to realize how the rules work. That's the biggest thing. We taking guys right now. All we're doing is saying later, well, you know, we've got to take a reduction. So two guys were to come in now because I think we had what fifty eight returning, thirteen enrolled early. I mean, that's what seventy one. Got Mincy, who's a transfer at seventy two. So, I mean, yeah. Neor, I guess you know, would have been seventy three. But but regardless of whatever the number is, it's close. It's close. I, I think. The, Okay, well, and like I said, I'm just kind of ballparking things here with what you've said. I mean, people <laughs> have to realize there is a plan here. It may not be a popular plan. Here's another question I need you guys to answer me. Is there some sort of trophy that's awarded for winning the offseason that I'm unaware about? <laughs> no, I'm unaware. I'm unaware, too, uh, Justin, man. And, hey, thank you. Thank you. You can tell Justin did his homework before joining the show um, or calling into the show this morning. Stokes, that, that's 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 what I say. Uh, that's what I call calling prepared, Stokes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, that's That was a great call. Um, other callers, other listeners to the show, I hope you were taking notes because that was a great call. Man knew his stuff. He had his talking points. He called in. He eloquently... Uh, explain what he wanted to talk about, explain his position, uh, w- of which I think we all agree with him. Um, spectacular phone call. Yeah, he was, he was close to those numbers, man. It, I mean, it just mm-hmm. – Tennessee already operated below the 85 scholarship limit. So you already went through the worst part of this if you are Josh Heupel and company – which was to come in your first year and operate in the low 70s on the football field, having to play walk-ons on the on, on the offensive line in SEC play, you, you've already gotten through it. The season is over. So now you got a few more weeks. You're not, few, you're few not months. Through, you're, you're through the worst part, but Jeremy Pruitt still still has his footprint on this football program, unfortunately. Correct. Like he he his actions are still impacting Josh Heupel. You're you're through the worst of it, mm-hmm. but you're not completely through the woods and, and through the other side. I agree hundred percent. Hundred percent. Freaking Pruitt. Hundred percent. But but I mean what do people expect? Like when you when you do what Pruitt did, there's going to be some type of um, after effects. Like you're gonna feel it. Now, I think the way that Tennessee has handled this has been great. You don't you don't just ignore folks and put your head in the sand and and say, "No, we going you, you don't do what Memphis did with with Wiseman, James Wiseman last year. Memphis. Oh, oh we get into Memphis later. Yeah, we get into Memphis later. Like you, you you just you just don't do that. What LSU did, like they had a they had a pile of steaming mess down there. And they handled their stuff quietly. Guys, they had a huge Title IX thing going on and um, impermissible benefits thing going on. And all they did was go win championship in 19. It always run. They just quietly pushed him out because he was in the middle of it. They just quietly pushed him out and went and hired uh, Brian Kelly. Like they didn't, it, it wasn't a big thing on the SEC message boards, it wasn't a big thing on ESPN. 
They kept it within the family. They, yeah, they did. They did. Now, I don't know about radio down there. My, my boy Matt Muscona is down there, so I don't know if they were talking about this in detail and knew all the specifics and were talking about it on the radio. They're but, SEC football fans. I'm, I'm sure there was a similar level of freak out. But I'm, I'm wondering about the specifics that were mentioned on the radio in, in public. And folks are not getting that here. And so they're assuming the worst because the worst happened over and over and over before the new administration got here. So a part of it, like I understand, like I'm not sitting here trying to talk down on folks like, why are you feeling the way you feel? Like I, I, I understand when something bad can go happen, it happens in Tennessee. I, I get that feeling, but we can't melt down at every damn turn. But it's fun. It's not fun. <laughs> it's exhausting. It's exhausting, and all you all you're doing is making the national narrative, national media narrative, true. Like every time there's there's this, like I saw some people crapping on Danny White. <laughs> what what did Danny White do? He exists. All Danny White is done is say, "Hey, Spire, man, do your thing," because I'm doing this, making sure that we're not hurting our current kids. We went to a ball game, got the plan. We done with the whole scholarship production thing. We Tennessee can't facilitate NIL. We're still in the woods. We're still in the halfway house. Spire, here's my blessings. Inspire is y'all. <laughs> I don't think what Spire is doing right now. Is what you would expect from like a administration. The amount of boosters that they have been able to talk to, young, old, ones that used to butt heads with each other, they still do. But they're on board with the NIL. Guys, Spire is going and talking to the biggest boosters of Memphis, the biggest boosters in Nashville, the biggest boosters in Chattanooga, the biggest boosters in Charlotte and Atlanta. While some of us, over here, complaining about it, complaining about it, complaining about it, and they did nothing. They're regular fans just like us. Spire, they're regular fans like us, and they saw this thing. They saw this thing a year ago. I met with them this summer before the NIL stuff went live, July one, and we said, guys, it, it, it has to be fans like us because Tennessee can't do. They can't. Facilitate NIL deals. It has to be fans like us. We have the experience because of our time working in the sports agency world, in marketing world. This is how we're going to structure it. Go to spiresports.com. Go to it. Go see it. And And watch what they come out with. Watch what they come out with. And when they come out with it, I hope you are willing to participate. I hope you are. Because it's going to include everybody. What Spire has coming up is going to take Tennessee's best asset, our best asset, which is our passion and our strength in numbers. And it's going to make Tennessee one of the top schools 
in the NIL game. Wrap this around your head. You're not outbidding Texas A&M. <laughs> it ain't happening. You know, you let me let me let me just share this. I'm glad Justin brought that up. Let me just share this right quick. Y'all mind if I share this? I do mind. Awesome. That makes me want to do it anyways. <laughs> Check out this quote. You're going to have a lot of haves and half nots. The separation that is already going to grow larger. The schools that have the capacity and the ability and are more competitive in a NIL, in a, uh, NIL market are going to be schools that step ahead of other top schools. So I don't want re- uh, recruiting decisions to be based on that. But ultimately, a lot of men want to make their decision based on that. That was said by a college coach. You get one guess a piece. What college coach do y'all think said that, Ben? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. All right, what's your guess? Same. Same. Close. Kirby Smart. Now, why in the hell would Nick Saban or Kirby Smart be worried about this when they are the ones at the top of the recruiting game right now? Because other teams can catch up. Because Texas A&M did what they did in recruiting, Ben. You absolutely damn right. Now, that quote was from that quote was from Kirby Smart. This quote is from Nick Saban. He said that the NIL rules were a positive thing for players. I don't think that was the intention as far as hold on, let me, let me rewind it. Nick Saban said the NIL rules were a positive thing for players and that their ability to earn money wasn't a bad thing. But it's concerned about how the NIL rules are being used to lure players to schools. He says, I don't think that was the intention. I don't think that would be the NCAA's intention. I think we probably need some type of national legislation to sort out, sort of control that to some degree. But I think there is that there will be an imbalance relative to who can dominate college football if there if it's not regulated in some form or fashion. I ought to get up and leave. I ought, to, I ought to go to the living room and play with my dog. We should be done for today. <laughs> no, got, we, we've got to talk about Penny. You got Nick Saban and Curry Smart over here acting like they're not already at the top of the recruiting game. They sitting there acting like they like they damn Shane Beamer or somebody or Clark Lee. That, that, <laughs> that was a woe is me quote from both of them. Man, man, Eli Drinkwitz or something. My guys, y'all already at the top of the recruiting game. And they're nervous and they're threatened. Why? Because they know A&M got more money than them. Well, it's not just A&M. It's the simple fact that that there can be multiple A&Ms. Correct. Like A&M is a thorn in their side, but now now there can be multiple A&Ms. If, if Auburn gets its stuff together, if, if LSU LSU is more than capable of, of pulling off an A&M, I, I, Tennessee is capable of, of really – threatening them on the recruiting trail. I'm not going to say be a, an A&M, but they can be close to it. The Tennessee has enough reach and resources and boosters to where they, they can make an impact. There, there can be several A&Ms. That's, that's, why, that's why your boy Kirby's nervous, Seth. He ain't my boy. But, but I mean, Be nervous, Kirby. Be nervous. If you got an advantage, why would you complain about the advantage that you have if you have the advantage? Well, you complain because in this instance, 
You wanted to go back to the old way. Yeah. Where you were the only one with the advantage. You want you want to go back to the way where it's illegal. Yes. To give players money. Because you have mastered how to do it and not get caught. Now you can do it, it's legal, and they know that everybody can, and their domination won't be as strong recruiting wise. Listen, they'll still recruit at a high level, but it'll be harder for them. So Stokes, Fridays are days where like, man, we chop it up, we go back and forth. And I hate that like today we had to spend you had to spend the day listening to me because it was very important to lay down the truth about what we're doing in NIL and Isaiah Nayo's recruitment. It was very, very important, man. It was very important. So I apologize for um Basically putting you on hold like you calling in. Yeah, you, be- you, you better apologize to Seth. I, I think you should Venmo Damn. him money for lunch. Shut up with your Titans <laughs> hat. Where's your, your Steelers hat? <laughs> At home. I wore it earlier this Why are you wearing Titans hat today? Because I, I want the Titans to beat down the Bengals tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's an it is hat. all good. I am always here for the truth, and that is a, a, a message that everybody needed to hear. Um, so you know me. The truth is always going to be the most important over amount of time I get to talk on the show. It is all good. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's just there's a time and place, man, to be like super upset and to be mm-hmm. and be over the top. And I ain't gonna lie. Bowl game, I was not happy. I was not happy with the coaching. I was not happy with the execution from the players. I was not happy with the officiating. I was not happy. I thought all three of those could have been better. And I was truthful. That was a football game. This is a recruit who fl- who flipped to go to a school an hour away from his home. Now, there's other details about why Isaiah Nayor wanted to be home, but that's not how I get down. I'm not, not putting his not, business on the street. Not meant for the public. It ain't meant for the public. But there's a legitimate reason of why he wanted to be home. And I understand that and respect that. And it had nothing to do with Tennessee. Nothing to do with Tennessee or the NIL. Nothing. Austin Price has talked about unwinnable recruits, Seth, and and Isaiah Nayor was an unwinnable recruit in in, in some form and fashion. Mm-hmm. It, it is why. Yeah, I mean, there's, you're, you're not going to get everybody. Like, that's just... You're not going to get everybody, and you're not going to keep all the ones that you, you think you got, especially in this kind of free agency era or open free agency era of college football. It's just not going to happen, and it's not always going to be Tennessee's fault. Like, it's probably rarely going to be Tennessee's fault. Like, sometimes what's important to a player is something that Tennessee can't do anything about. Facts. Now, you ask yourself, okay, you, you have that spot back. What are you going to do with that spot? Are you going to go Line back maker. and get a receiver? Do you have a backup for Isaiah Nayor? The answer is yes. And in hour number two, we'll talk about who is the replacement for Isaiah Nayor. Who are you looking at now if you are Tennessee and you want to fill that receiver spot opposite Cedric Tillman? We'll talk about that because Tennessee is already on that too. They were working on that before Isaiah Nayor officially flipped to Texas because they knew the moment that Texas was going to get involved, it was going to be difficult. So they already started working on backup plans. 
What are those backup plans? We'll talk about that in hour number two. Is that okay? I guess so. I just want to get permission, man. <laughs> your world, I'm just living in I'm it. I'm not going to be like Derek Mason and say that we don't need your permission. I'm getting your permission. Speaking of Derek Mason, man, he don't he don't want anything to do with Brian Harson, huh? <laughs> not a dang thing. <laughs> he don't want nothing to do. This, this man said, I would leave SEC and go to Oklahoma State so I don't have to coach with Brian Harson. Yeah, that, that's a little fishy. Stokes, before we get you out of here, anything uh, you want to get off your chest? Any thoughts on the playoffs this weekend? Any thoughts on Penny? Anything you want to get off your chest? Penny a word I can't say on the radio right now. <laughs> that man is soft. Yes. Soft. He said he wanted to smoke, though. Got that smoke obviously, start, start cussing folks out. <laughs> obviously, he doesn't want to smoke. He, he's not a member of the Street Profits. He doesn't really want to smoke. <laughs> Swain doesn't know about Penny the Street wants people, Profits, Stokes. Penny wants to sit there and have people bow down to him for mediocrity. And it's not going to happen. You talk too much trash for people to just overlook how bad you are as a coach. And they're going to call you out on it. And they're calling you out on it. Better get used to it. Oh, we, well, we got details. We got details coming up to start hour number two, man. Hour number one was brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Sweat event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Stokes, man, much love. Much love, brothers. Y'all have a great weekend and be safe out there. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. I will say the same thing to Stokes, but he's in South Carolina. It's probably going to be like 50 degrees and stuff out there. It's going to be beautiful. Um, does, does it get beautiful in South Carolina? I mean, it does. It's, we have some nice beaches. I won't trash on them like we do Alabama with Orange Beach, but South Carolina does have some nice beaches. But it, like, of the Carolinas, they don't even have the better beaches. I mean, all the beaches are the same to me, but I'm not, a, I'm probably the wrong person to be talking beaches with. They all the same. You got water, you got sand. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? There are clean beaches. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Alabama got dirty beaches then. <laughs> Last time I was in South Carolina, the beaches were pretty clean. Now, the people walking around the beach, that might be a different story. <laughs> 865-255-03. Hour two coming up. <laughs>